Thanks for clicking play on the Sisters in Skincare podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Rachel. And we're the Sisters in Skincare who are, here's all the, uh, not, not quite legal bits, but the, uh, the skin, skin enthusiasts who uh, like talking about skincare with each other. We thought we'd share our conversations with you guys. Yeah, we can't stop talking about it. <laughs> As our family know well. Yes. And it has been a very long time since we've even recorded a podcast, never mind actually released one on the internet. So I imagine hopefully it won't take too long to edit this one and then it'll go out relatively quickly. Well, you never know. know. (laughs) Um, And today's topic that we're going to be talking about is sun cream, sunscreen, SPF, all the different ways of saying the thing that you put on right at the end of your skincare routine in the morning slash all the way through the day. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. So I know we love to start off with the question, Rach. What Uh-oh. does SPF stand for? Oh, that's an easy one. Sun protection factor. <laughs> yeah. You can hit me with some easy ones. That's fine. It's like when you start going, in what year? Oh, yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so sun protection factor, SPF. I think I knew that, but I, when I was doing the research for the podcast, I, it kind of reminded me, if that makes sense. I think if you'd asked yeah. me the question, I don't believe I would have answered it unless I'd read it today. Do you know what, though? I think sometimes that happens, not just with, with that. Um, oh, what do they call them? Uh, when you Three-letter like acronyms. DLAs. Acronym. So the with those, I think sometimes you become convinced of what something is. Do you know what I mean? And then yes. when you actually look up those letters, you're like, oh, God, no, that's not what I thought it was. <laughs> yes. I wish I could think of a funny example because I'm sure there have been many over the years. But I, about, oh, yeah, yeah. there's bound to be some. Yeah. 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 And, and workplaces are quite bad for that. I don't, I don't know if, if you have a similar experience with a couple of different industries I've worked in. The acronyms are just like you can walk into a company having never done that type of work before and go to a meeting and be like, was that held in a foreign language? I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> With all the acronyms going around, you're like, what were we actually talking about? <laughs> well, this one's definitely some protection factor. Hence so. the reason I thought I'd get over the initial, uh, if, if you didn't know what SPF stands for, let's start off the podcast. Uh, Right. So I've done a teensy bit of research just on um, sun cream and why we use it and all that sort of stuff. Most of this information is freely available to all and sundry on the Internet. Um, And the bits I've I've pulled out today are from the British Skin Foundation. So it should be a relatively um, reliable source of information. It isn't the uh, goop top 20 sun creams or something like that <laughs> as we'll talk about Gwyneth in a bit I'm sure but yeah yes uh, anyway according to the British Skin Foundation there were approximately 14,000 new cases of melanoma in 2017 and 147,000 cases of non-melanoma skin cancer in the same year so melanoma and certain non-melanoma skin cancer can be fatal the cases of melanoma have dramatically increased over the years we'll probably chat about why in a second Mm. Um, and it's basically because the sun actually emits three forms of radiation uva uvb and uvc we'll start with the easy one uvc doesn't get through our atmosphere so we don't get that on earth so we're cool we can we can stop worrying about uvc i was gonna say i didn't actually know about uvc so there you go we learn something new every day if there are science geeks in amongst our listeners it's all about wavelength and 
a longer wavelength can get through more and a shorter wavelength gets through less, but is more severe. So if you think about um, sound as a wave, your base, you know, when your neighbours are like watching a movie and they've got a subwoofer, that can get through <laughs> that can get through your wall because it's a longer wavelength. Whereas ah. the upper registers is like a low, it's a it's a shorter wavelength and therefore it, it, it's louder if you're in the room, but mm. it can't get through walls and that sort of thing as easily. Similar thing with UVA yeah. and UVB. So do you know what though? The only problem now, and this is going to sound really weird, have you ever watched Deadpool? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Now the Obviously. only image. The oh, well, yeah, okay. The only image I now have in my head of what UVC could potentially do if it could get through our atmosphere <laughs> is what Deadpool looks like without his mask on. Probably, yes. Do you yes. know what I mean? That's now what I. Have I imagine head, if, so if you suddenly if you suddenly lost your spacesuit on on the sunny side of the moon and didn't get killed by the lack of oxygen and whatnot, then UVC would probably yeah, turn you into a crisp quite yeah. quickly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so UVA is 95% of the radiation that hits that reaches the Earth's surface. The type of radiation can penetrate the skin quite deep due to its longer wavelength and pass through clouds and glass. It has skin, skin cancer causing potential and also results in premature aging and pigmentation. UVB. These rays cause skin burning and reddening. They do not penetrate the skin as deeply, but however, the majority of skin cancers are due to UVB. So it's like yeah. UVA is quite bad, but you can't see the result of it unless mm. several years down the line, obviously in terms of aging, pigmentation, etc. Mm -hmm. um, UVB is what causes you to go lobster red, etc., oh, and yeah, is course. the majority yeah. cause of skin cancer. Because that's when you're going to end up with your moles and yeah. Yeah. things going on yeah um so again i think this is something i knew but i'd kind of forgotten about it spf only refers to the sunscreen's potential to block uvb rays yes and not uva I've read so yeah you've got your well. spf from 2 to 50 50 plus i think i've seen a couple of like that claim to be like 100 but 100, i don't know whether yeah. that's aren't they aussie ones yeah i'm yeah. sure australian ones go up to 100 yeah i mean it seems the like the aussies is. have got the sunscreen sorted if we're just oh, going to yeah. go off topic for a second if you absolutely can only buy a, a particular type of skin um spf just go and buy an australian one because 100 yeah. percent that would be the best one in the world they yeah. don't even sell um i think because when um mum went over to australia i'm pretty sure she said they don't actually sell anything below a 30 yeah no that makes complete sense um so it's everything's obviously much i mean uh, back in south africa what would what would it be do, do they do they have anything similar in terms of you would have been told when you were younger to use an spf 30 or 50 or was that not really a thing um we always used spf but much lower numbers i think right. i remember going on holiday like to the beach with my family and my mom would put like spf 15 on my face and five mm. on my body <laughs> Um, and we yeah. also had these really cool things. I really wish I could remember what they were called, but they were like, you know, like zinc oxide, one of the sunscreen ingredients. You can get it, and the cricketers wear it sometimes. It's like this stripe of yellow. Oh, the block or, stuff. Like yeah, the, the block stuff. Yeah. So you could get that in like all the super neon colours. In colours, I remember. We used to like put it all over our face, and then you end up with stripy face yeah. if you don't put it on properly. But hey, it was really fun to do. <laughs> when I was a I kid. That's 
that's a very 80s thing, I swear. Yes, the, it was, Definitely it was the, the like Lumo, Dayglow, whatever stuff. And, <laughs> and that was extremely 80s, but yeah. Oh my God, something that we would definitely not use now, that's for sure. Oh, well, I think actually that's probably the best kind of sunscreen you can put on in terms of what it's going to block out. But the fact well, is you look like a total true. idiot while doing so. And that your skin might true. not be that happy to have it on as well. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers actually tell you the time it will take to redden with the sunscreen versus the amount of time it will take to redden without the sunscreen. So if you have an SPF 15, it will take your skin 15 times longer to go red compared to having no sunscreen. So again, a 30, blah, blah, blah. Um, if your skin normally reddens after 10 minutes, applying an SPF 15 would allow you to stay in, stay in the sun for, for 150 minutes. That seems a bit insane for an SPF 15. Um, but yeah, the higher the number, the longer the protection, obviously. Mm. Um, and yeah. that is all just talking about um, protection from UVB rays, not SPF, uh, not mm. UVA not rays. UVA, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we'll be uh, m mentioning our clang dro name dropping here, Caroline Hirons, when we talk about the next thing. There are essentially, this has always confused me, there's two main types of sunscreen that you can get. And when we just talk about what they feel like on your skin, mm. rather than all the sciencey bit, there's mm. the one that kind of gives you a bit of a white cast and feels like it's sitting on top of your skin. And the one that seems to disappear into nothing and I'm, I've always been really cynical of those kind until I understood how it actually works mm. um, but you're essentially talking about chemical and mineral sunscreen yeah which I know I think it's like an old-fashioned way of talking about it but it's the easiest way for me to like think about it in my head so that's just sorry how it goes for me mm. um chemical is known as organic or synthetic it's the most commonly used sunscreen and it absorbs the light and releases it as heat. Yeah. Chemical sunscreen absorbs into the skin and as a result can sometimes result in irritation. Ideally, they need to be applied 20 minutes before sun exposure and they do have the thinner texture and spread more easily on the skin. So a lot of the um, Korean sunscreens or Japanese um, ones, they all have chemical mm. sunscreen essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the point is they absorb it and, and they change the chemical composition of it to something else and then release that. Mm. Your mineral sunscreen, also known as physical sunscreen, these work by absorbing and then scattering and deflecting the UV radiation and releasing as heat. This is titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. Minerals provide protection from the sun immediately after application they tend to last longer in the sun but will be washed off with sweat and water and all those sort of things they do irritate the skin less but they leave a white cast typically See, there are obviously formulas with that don't do that yeah. but just typically that's how they work um and therefore not cosmetically acceptable for people with darker skin tones a lot of the time do you know what that's what i was going to um mention actually because as a makeup artist those are the two ingredients I don't want. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to see them. The problem... Especially that, not for wedding photos. <laughs> no, exactly. The problem is that a lot of foundations will contain those sunscreens. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you've got to be really careful because when you take a flash... I mean, we're talking direct flash photography. So one thing I didn't realise is when you talk about flashback with SPF is... You know, if your photographer's taking a picture and their flash is directly pointed at you, which, for example, if you're taking a picture on your phone and you've got flash on, 
that's a direct flash. Nowadays, a lot of photographers take an indirect, uh, sorry, take a photo with an indirect flash. So the flash is actually pointing up at the wall or. Yeah, or they're using the. Um, I, I've seen some like using a piece of cardboard to sort of reflect like it filter, away yeah, or reflector. whatever. Yeah. yeah, so you're less likely to get any issues when you're having photos like that taken. Um, but yeah, that said, it's, you know, if you're if you're looking for. Uh, you know, for example, if you're doing your own makeup and you're having photos taken, be very careful with the SPF or with your foundation mm. and what that contains in it. Because, I mean, I find, for example, Mac uh, Studio Fix has an SPF value of 15, I think it is. But I'm using such a small amount on the skin mm. that it's not you're not covered anyway. So I kind of don't see the point. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, it's those those ingredients in terms of being a makeup artist kind of I'm like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> don't want that <laughs> can you just give me a fat patient i i wear normal sunscreen i think it's like it's like it's, it's almost like they're trying to be helpful by saying here's a little bit of spf so if you haven't worn any or you're essentially it's also the marketing it will mm. also protect you but a 15 yeah. is not going to do any real protection for yeah. you and unless you may be working in the office and popping out to pret at lunch and then that's it in terms exactly. of exactly when you I go mean, outside also- and you're also, not using TRET, and you're not using vitamin C, and you're not using all these other things. In your exactly, skincare. which you need SPF for. I mean, yeah. have you ever seen anyone on Instagram do that thing where they actually measure out how much foundation you need and apply it? Oh, yeah. I think I just saw, did Wayne Goss do it? I think I saw him do it. I can't remember, but I know, yeah, I've seen I've, someone else I've seen do it. Um, I'll, re- I'll remember later, I'll kick myself. Um, but yeah, and the amount that you would put, you would just never wear that much foundation i mean why would you bother for, for spf 15 is my question really no. because um i'd rather just put a 50 or a 30 on and then wear like a normal amount of foundation thanks yeah exactly and there are <laughs> there are ones out there now that like you say because of their chemical um you're not going to get that reflection yeah um, but yeah anyway that was just something that i thought of there as a makeup person yeah i mean talking about how how much you should you should wear according to again the british skin foundation for face and neck it's half a teaspoon i think i saw somebody on instagram saying half a teaspoon is ready for your face and then if you're doing neck ears hands etc all those bits then I obviously i've seen something similar actually um and there is a uh, a guide um in caroline hines book about it somewhere uh, which i can find but yeah it's i've seen something similar to that Oh, that, that was a beauty pie had a doctor um, on their Instagram and he said a quarter of a teaspoonful is what you need to, just for your face. If you include your ears and your neck, then it's half a teaspoonful. Yeah, that's it. Because, uh, yeah, I knew there was a half a quarter of a teaspoon thing yeah. going on. Yeah, that's. Yeah. And again, everyone's different. Some people have really small faces. Some people have moon faces. I have yeah. like a five head. So, yes, I maybe <laughs> need a little bit more than I a quarter have a of a teaspoon. <laughs> Uh, we're not explaining five heads. Go and Google no. it anyway if you need to know. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't got a four head, you've got a five head. So. Yeah, if you don't know about five heads, you don't have one. I think that, yeah, that's exactly. probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that's really kind of all the sort of facts I wanted to dump on people, really, in terms of SPF. Is there anything you think I might have left off, forgotten? Um, just having a quick look I don't think so I mean you've got the other one I don't know if you were planning to talk about this at any other point but about moisturizers that contain SPF was there yeah I mean generally I suppose since we're talking about uh, 
foundations that contain mm. it. We can talk about moisturizers that contain, like other cosmetics, because I guess there's lipsticks that you can get. I think I've seen like eyeshadow and all that sort of stuff with it as really? well. Wow. I mean, I think it's like I mean, five or ten. We're not talking about an yeah. SPF 50 or anything. But I, I don't know that I, I can buy into that. No. I think that potentially because you're putting a product on your face, then it's blocking some sun from coming into your skin. Mm. So maybe that's what the SPF is, but it's not really, I've not really intentional. Yeah. I mean, I've seen obviously like a powder foundation that's an yeah. SPF. So you know, like a, I can't remember the name of it, but there is a there is one that's like a twist up brush. Um, oh yes. That's got like a I think one of the bare minerals you can get has got SPF in it. Yeah, I think there's a few like that. Um, but when it comes to moisturiser, I think, uh, uh, again, it was probably on a lot of the things that I see or read or hear is from Caroline Hirons, but about how um, moisture with SPF, SPF is such an active ingredient that if it's in your moisturiser, I mean, it's better than nothing. Granted, yeah. And that's what I say to any of my clients that, that sort of because I was taught through skincare routine with my clients and they, you know, someone might say, oh, yeah, I've got SPF in my moisturiser. It's better than nothing. But. It's such an active ingredient that with your, and again, you're going to need to apply a lot of your moisturiser to, to get the SPF value, yeah. potentially. Um, yeah. And I don't use loads of moisturiser. Um, so with it being an active ingredient, the moisturiser itself, if you've got something that's, I can't even think off the top of my head, but something that's quite active in the moisturiser, the SPF is going to take over. Yeah, so, so if you've got like a vitamin C or something like that. Yeah, Which, by the way, using the benefits of the moisturiser. While we're talking about it, uh, uh, vitamin C is a natural SPF. It provides about, I think it's like two or three SPF, yeah. vitamin C. I know it's meant to be a boost to SPF, isn't it? Yeah, it has a slight SPF. I can't remember the actual value, but it, I think it, yeah. it definitely wasn't above five, but it, it was a well, very small amount. Also so that's why. Isn't it? yeah. So it's, it's, it's protecting that way. But actually, there is a, a, a quote here in the Caroline Hirons book that actually, because we're talking about moisturisers, is she says, don't use an SPF instead of a moisturiser, because that's like going out all day with a raincoat on and only a bra and knickers underneath. And I think that's a brilliant quote. Um, hey, if that's your thing, go ahead. Well, <laughs> then, then crack on and go wear an SPF instead of a moisturiser. No, don't. Um, but yeah, so your moisturiser still needed to sort of lock in everything you've done yeah, underneath, yeah. I guess. Um, and then, yeah, you've got your, your SPF which you I've, can be reapplying. I've not been able to find anything definitive, but I want to be almost, I'm pretty sure I heard that if you wear oil underneath your moisturiser, it can disrupt the SPF. And that when would you, make sense. It does make but sense, but I haven't been able to find a source not, or like a full hmm. version of that. But then I think when I do oil moisturiser SPF, I am leaving quite a gap. So the oil, I don't yeah. want to say it's absorbed because we know it doesn't, but it kind of gets used up and mm. then... I put the SPF on. I guess um, it would make sense in a way because the other thing that I wanted to um, mention as well is um, with SPF is that if you're wearing an SPF, you should, of course, double cleanse in the evening. Yeah. And if you're double cleansing, presumably your first cleanser is going to be an oil mm. of some description. What a lovely circle back to the first episode of this podcast series. So if you want to hear about double cleansing, go to there's that an episode one. for that. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, it, it's designed like makeup SPF is designed to sit on the skin it doesn't kind of 
go well in, i guess like, that's where if you're wearing mineral sunscreen it sits on the skin but if it is um the chemical one then it, it does get absorbed so mm. yeah i suppose if you've got i don't know a, a moisturizer with spf and it's a chemical kind then mm. you're still getting the benefits of both ish mm depending yeah. on how high it is one of the products that we are going to talk about in the want to try list is something i just saw today and i will i think that's going to fall into that sort of category where oh, okay. the product with with spf in it oh, rather I'll than a spf on my list <laughs> probably probably <laughs> Yeah, Facebook was listening and served me an ad earlier. And I was oh, like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't even doing sunscreen research on my phone. So it wasn't like it had a cookie somewhere that it should I have used that. But anyway. I swear yeah. Um, yeah, so there was, oh, re- reapplication. This is always my biggest thing in mm-hmm. terms of like problem area for me. Because mm-hmm. doing a full skincare routine and applying SPF, not a problem. Mm-hmm. Then... If I'm not wearing makeup, again, I'm at the beach or at the swimming pool, whatever, again, reapp- reapplying is not a problem. And you should do so every two hours, mm. maybe even more if you're swimming and whatnot. Yeah. But once you've got makeup on, I just cannot <laughs> see a reliable way for you to put SPF on. Mm. Uh, and I know we get spray ones and we'll talk about the ones that we've used. I, yeah. I think they're OK, but I wouldn't trust them as like full sunscreen because I think the spray mechanism, obviously, half of it blows away. Some of it? it ends up on your face, which is mm-hmm. great, but you can't rub it in because you then disturb your makeup. And yeah. uh, I don't know. So that's my biggest like I wouldn't say problem because very first world problem. But yeah, it's just one of those weird things where I know we're all supposed to do it, but I think that's where most people probably fall down if they're anything mm, yeah. like me yeah I mean I do like say we'll talk about it in a bit I do have spray ones and to be fair I I suppose I trust them to a degree but I wouldn't necessarily trust them like say if you were on the beach or yeah like if that. you were like it's let's not... even say in, in in terms of what you do if you're at an outdoor wedding in the full sunshine for six mm. hours mm. whether you were the bride or not you're a guest and you, you know there's photographers around all the time you don't want to mess up your makeup mm. how do you top that up reliably yes you can do something but I don't think it's very reliable personally well you say that but there's a sunscreen I'm going to talk about that may and I'm going to put this to the test um <laughs> so you need to you need to be following me on Instagram to find out the, the, the result of what I find with this there is one that I'm using at the moment it's meant to be good for applying on top of makeup and I am going to try it Ooh, so fabulous. I've got the SPF, but I've read that it's fine to reapply it. It'd be interesting to reapply it, but apparently it won't disturb the makeup. So we'll talk about that. Maybe that is the answer them. to all of life's questions. Oh, and it would be so good if it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Um, I was just going to say, like, we're talking about attitudes to sun and everything. And obviously, Australia, very sunny country hellishly um spf aware and also unfortunately dealing with um an epidemic of uh, skin cancers and the like so yeah i think south africa would probably be relatively similar but they have bigger problems than people's wearing sunscreen mm. um but i do remember as a kid i knew things i know you rage we've talked about this before where i knew that you could still get sunburned on a cloudy day when i was a kid and um, Rachel's like, mm, don't know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> and do you know what? I, from the point you told me that, I now tell, again, 
I, I, you know, it's not that I see hundreds of people with my job or anything like that, but the people that I see, majority of them will say, oh yeah, I, you know, I wear SPF when I go on holiday. So when I'm asking about, you know, because obviously I want their skin to be in the best condition before I do their makeup on their wedding day, for example, and wearing SPF is one of the things that I tell them about. But most of them say, oh yeah, I wear it on holiday or if it's a sunny day. And I'm like, okay, my sister-in-law's from um, <laughs> South Africa. And one thing she's known since she was a child. And I tell everybody, because, and it makes sense that the, the white of the clouds reflect yeah. the rays. Completely makes sense. Yeah, and it, given what we've just learned about mm. UVA and UVB, um, UVB is what causes skin burning and reddening, but mm. UVA is the stuff that can get through clouds and glass. So mm. you're not going to see it, but you're not going to get sunburn, but, but you are going to get skin damage, essentially. Yeah. 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 Um, but so you should be wearing it every day regardless. And do you know what? Since I've known that, I, you know, even if I'm taking the dog out for, for, for a walk, I, if I've forgotten my SPF, if I'm taking her out mega early or something, I'll be out in the street and I'll be thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I've not put it on, I've not put it on. And, uh, and I'll be out for literally 10 minutes and the sun's barely there, but I'm there going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I went through a stage where I would, um, where I got a bit weird like that. And I would be honestly like walking to take something to the bin outside, mm. but I haven't like even had coffee, breakfast, whatever. And I'd be mm. like, oh my God, I don't have SPF on. And <laughs> I've just had to sort of like tell myself to chill the F out because mm. come on, you can't, there is so much more to stress about in your life than walking yeah, out to the bins yeah. without it's SPF on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think it's a it's a weird sort of topic where if if you've had skin cancer or anyone you know has had skin cancer, uh, particularly obviously if it's been something that's fatal, you're going to be quite vocal about it. And, yeah. And I feel like in the skincare community, people can get a bit on their high horse about it. Mm. I know that it's important, and we're here, we're talking about it in an entire episode of a podcast. Mm. But it's like, and, and if anyone says to me, what's the biggest anti-aging thing I can do because I'm 20? I'm like, wear SPF. SPF you literally yeah. will save yourself thousands on anti-aging creams if you just wear exactly. SPF. But, but um, do you feel like it's a bit like a, a high horse or a, a thing that people get on and just go over the top on it, on SPF for you? Do you feel like that? What's saying you shouldn't use it? Or... No, I feel like it, it's just too aggressive when people talk about wearing SPF it's so aggressive right. and sometimes people can be a bit aggressive about the tone they, they use and all that yeah. sort of stuff yeah I do think people can be a bit aggressive and I think sometimes it's unwarranted opinions as well isn't it like you might you may well need to be told to use SPF but there's a way to do it you know yeah I think to be honest I, I, mean, I totally agree and I think if you it's a bit like one of those things where if you get told to do something too many times then you almost want to like stick it to the man and go no thanks I'm not going to do that because you're so aggressive about yeah. it but I mean there's literally I mean like say whenever I'm talking to my clients I'll always talk to them about SPF but I won't if they're going to if they're not going to use it that's completely up to them I'm not going to you know I, I will tell them the facts and all of the rest of it but it's things like for example today on Instagram uh, there's somebody I follow Jill lovely lady um, her Instagram is makeup underscore cleanse underscore repeat um, so go and have a look at her Instagram but she was basically she put a reel up and it, I don't even think it was anything to do necessarily with um, SPF as such. no it was it was an SPF reel and someone basically said to her you've got lots of dark marks and pigmentation um you mustn't use spf or reapply it don't lie mm. um 
okay, well, there might be, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't wear SPF just because you have dark spots and pigmentation. And just like Jill says in her post, you know, pregnancy is a, accounts for a lot of skin issues, including melasma. Yeah. So, you know, and not only that, you know, like, for example, we're both 40. Are you 40 or 41? 41. 41. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's OK. I've, being... I've resigned myself to this. <laughs> see, see I'm, I'm still 39 for two more months. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I just think that a lot of the damage is quite possibly already done much earlier. You know, oh, yeah. I, I've literally been into massively into skincare for, what, six years ish? Probably pretty much from when I discovered Caroline Hiron's blog that's when I started to take it more seriously and that's when SPF I did kick it in a bit more and then obviously your comment about the cloudy day and SPF and all that kind of stuff so it's only more recently that I've really been on the SPF bandwagon mm. bandwagon that's probably not the right way because it really is a serious <laughs> matter um, yeah been on that train of thought should I say um but realistically let's say for example that only started when I was 34 35 I, there's plenty of times when I've not worn SPF in, in those 35 years where I've quite possibly done damage to my skin. I do have yeah. pigmentation marks on my forehead. And actually, that's quite possibly my own fault from wearing SPF and then not topping it up, you know, when I've been sat in the garden or something, because you suddenly, you don't realise on that one occasion mm. and suddenly you've got the marks back again. Um, so I just think people can be really opinionated without anything behind it, if you know what I mean. It is a serious topic but I just oh. feel some people just go way over the top with there's, it on the internet it. Yeah. yeah there's a way there's a way to do it you can you can I mean equally you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it yeah. down, right but so yeah I think people can be but then let's face it it can be about everything yeah I was gonna say it's about the people who aggressively drink three liters of water and then you mm. hear people that say that's not really good for your kidneys to process that much water every single day do you know what? No matter what you do in life, somebody's <laughs> going to be there to tear down whatever it is that you do. Full stop. If you didn't drink enough, people would be on at you about how unhealthy that is for all the yeah. and for your skin and blah, 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 blah. And then you've got that, like you say, yeah. your kidneys. Which, yeah, so, you know, um, it, yeah. <laughs> too, too much of anything will kill you, really, let's be brutally honest. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I think I just wanted to, while we are talking about SPF as this podcast topic I hope that nobody is listening to this thinking that we are those judgy horrible SPF people no. who just like SPF <laughs> the second you talk about anything to do with skincare but if you're 20 if you're 19 if you're 15 just wear your sun cream and then you don't have to worry about this like whole skincare malarkey thing until you're like 50 and yeah, everyone will hate you for it that's the thing with <laughs> SPF is that if you want something you, you can buy all kinds of skincare right you can buy serums you can buy moisturizers you can buy all treatments all kinds of things mm. but the reality is there are two actual anti-aging ingredients right SPF retinol yeah those are your two one's going to do the cellular turnover and one's going to be preventing the visible and the the not not visible uh I was sorry, visible say, signs of aging but the damage yeah and it's, if you if you don't want to use retinol use spf when you're like 10 for yeah. the rest of your life and then you'll be good you don't need your retinol well exactly yeah you won't need to reverse the time <laughs> of the retinol because you'll be able to use your SPF. so yeah there's you know with with all these skincare things that you can get that anti-aging this anti-aging that be careful where you spend your money because the anti-aging side of it you're going to there's going to be things like hyaluronic acid, for example, that's going to plump the skin. So you're going to you're going to look your skin's going to look a bit younger, isn't it? 
Mm. All of these things are designed to kind of help you visibly look a bit younger. SPF is going to prevent that damage from the sun. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, um, 90% of premature aging is caused by the sun. I mean, there's that that extremely famous picture on the internet about that truck driver who drove Mm. a particular route for 40 years and you can see the two sides of his face and one had sun and one didn't. Yeah. Actually, speaking of uh, sides of the face and SPF and all of that lot, Mm. um, don't we have a little thing to talk about in terms of uh, Vogue and something? Oh, yes. Or allowed (laughs) to be published and lovely Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was actually. <laughs> I don't think it was in Vogue though. It was on their website. Wasn't it was it? on their website. It's like yeah, she did some sort of like at, at home with Gwyneth or something like that. And obviously, mm. part of part of seeing what Gwyneth does is how she brushes her teeth and how she applies her uh, SPF. And horrifyingly, she said she puts it on the high points of her face, like as if it was highlighter. I'm sure you can tell by my tone exactly how I feel about that. I mean, so if she's putting. Hi, uh, SPF on of the high points of the face. What about the actual areas? But if you just talk it in makeup terms, where bronzer goes, because bronzer is essentially what we're mimicking the sun hitting the face. I mean, the sun's rays are hitting everywhere, obviously. But why is she? Why is she just picking these high points? If you look at some pictures of her again on the internet, therefore it must be true. But she has got some quite bad pigmentation. Oh, melasma, I don't know if it's obviously, I I don't know if that's a medical term or whatever, but hers is, I don't want to say bad. For a celebrity, it is bad because they can usually fix this stuff. Mm. Um, You know, they've got the money and the beauticians on on call, essentially, that us uh, mortal people can't always afford (laughs) slash have. But she's got relatively bad pigmentation and she's very blonde. So yeah. and that that would be why. No, and the thing is, this no isn't surprise. Us, and I I do is, not do this to shame her in the slightest. No, pigmentation is normal. That's what that, normal people get. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. That we are not now doing what the the the, the troll on Instagram did to Jill. You know, because at the end of the day, Jill puts um, the SPF on. You see her applying tons of the stuff. Yeah. And and there's a reason behind it. But when you see a celebrity endorsing the fact that she only pops SPF onto those high points of the face you you then have got a reason to say well actually the reason why she's got so much pigmentation is because she doesn't use spf effectively yeah so and i mean honestly do i believe do, do i believe that she does that no no i don't actually think that's true i think she probably does use spf properly and she was just doing it to look cool or young or whatever she was trying to do in that um, she knows better. She's got she has got access to the world of experts mm-hmm. and goop and all that sort of stuff that will tell her the proper way to do it. And I bet you she does. Yeah. Bet you. The problem, I think, is when you've got somebody that has the platform that she does. She should not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how relevant Gwyneth Paltrow is to 20 something girls these days because mm. I'm not one and B, she is our age. Yeah. So maybe. True. But, yeah. But maybe goop and that sort of wellness platform is is more kind of down for the younger kids listen to me how old I sound um but yeah so maybe may, but yeah I just hope that people who saw that 
also follow other people who know better. Yeah. And and could just be like, oh, that's lovely for you, Gwyneth, whatever. I'm yeah. carrying on using my, my SPF the way I'm using it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I suspect we're going to have quite a long discussion about the products that we do, don't, et cetera, like mm-hmm. <laughs> SPF wise. But um, there was just one last point that I wanted to talk about, as I know it's come up in, in other discussions before. People worrying that they will be deficient in vitamin T D if they use sunscreen. There is no evidence. I'm reading off the website, the British Skin Foundation. There is no evidence to suggest this. Mm. A recent study showed that even with regular and appropriate application of sunscreen, there is excellent synthesis of vitamin D. Yeah. So, Rach, do you want to talk about sunscreens that you've used, using, that you like, etc.? Let's talk yeah. about positives. Let's talk first. about In fairness, on the ones I don't like, there's three and only one of them I can go into in any, in any remote detail. But, yeah, there's more that I'm either currently using, have used, but that I like. So let's let's start with the positives. Um, so one that I have used in the past, I'm not currently using in part because I like everything else in skincare. I'm a bit of an SPF tart and I like to try Oh, saying yeah. It's it's the I like it. I would buy it again, but I'm going to buy this other one that I also want to try. And then because you keep doing that, you never go back to the ones you like. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I have this has been a repurchase as well, so um, I have bought it and it's been reformulated and I bought it again. Um, is the Body Shop Skin Defense? So Mm. this is an SPF 50. Um, I know we're going to have a differing opinion on this. I'm talking about that actually. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, the things, so in terms of what I like about it, um, what I like about it is it's thin, it's lightweight and having, you know, I think my skin was a bit more oily when I was using it, which is possibly why I didn't have an issue with one of the issues that I know you have with it. Um, But it was, it's fine under makeup and it doesn't leave a white cast on the skin um, and all that kind of stuff. I think my issue might come with, I I know obviously, Starting with the issues, um, it's heavily fragranced. And I think that was one of the things that you were bothered about. When, when you say heavily, you mean like <laughs> it smells like perfume. It, it's not like it's got a strong smell. <laughs> it, it smells like perfume. Yeah, like your grandma's very... cheap yard leaf boots from 1980. <laughs> but it smells like perfume. Yeah. In fairness, once you've got it on and it's absorbed, it's... Yes, it, it you, does you dissipate really but quickly. But it is the kind yeah. of thing that when you go to apply it to your face, you think is this something I should be rubbing on my arms instead? Um, yeah, it's it's that is the, one of the downsides. Obviously, second ingredient is alcohol, mm-hmm. which I know isn't necessarily an issue either, because to me, things that I'm putting at the end of my routine, I'm not quite as concerned to the things that I'm putting right next to my skin. Does that make sense? Yeah, I've so, become like less alcohol drama queen, Yeah, at least in the last two years. I still don't love it in a toner I think that's no, that's it what really causes close a problem to the skin yeah yeah something close to the skin like a toner I, I would be avoiding mm. the fact that it's an SPF and I've done all of the rest of my things that should be you know boosting my skin me. and yeah. protecting my skin that I'm not so worried about it being in an SPF and so that side of things didn't really you know that didn't really bother me and I know that was one of the things that you were worried about at the time when you said you didn't like it before mm-hmm. um but yeah the fragrance is a downside if you don't like fragrance and like what you're saying it's not just oh it smells of rose or anything like that this is it's full-on body lotion kind of scent really isn't it yeah um, i wouldn't say it's offensive 
it's not no no it's just like I, I hate the smell it's, it's just, just intense no yeah yeah um like I said I have repurchased it a few times I'm just I've used ones that I prefer more now and there's others that I'm going to try so I can't see me buying it like in the very near future or anything like that but I wouldn't say rule it out I do think trying it. it was one of the very first what I would say western mass mm. market um, sunscreens that came with the completely invisible dissipates after five seconds no white yeah. cast very yeah. thin texture but still did an SPF 50 mm. I mean I think there were others you could buy but maybe they were like Estee order or Clarins or something this mm. was like it was I wouldn't say 10 pound or something from the body shop which a lot of people had in their high streets but I, I mean I didn't like it I wouldn't buy it again but I feel it was a decent for what it was it was yeah. good yeah uh, it's good and um, one that I would link as being similar in terms of texture uh, uh, if I remember rightly it's fragrance I've got to be honest I've still got some of it left upstairs haven't finished it you gave it to me beauty pie um the 51 SPF 50 yep. yeah yeah um, and the, the thing is with this is that I I'm not sure I believe in terms of the value when it comes to the price because with Beauty Pie, and I know we, we talked about Beauty Pie before, I won't go loads into Beauty Pie, but it costs members £10.29. Um, and I can't remember how many mil is in it, but it is just your standard 30-ish. It's quite small. Um, but they reckon that the actual value is £45. Yeah, no. Uh, sometimes they're, they're like street pricing, as I call it. It sounds like yeah. drugs, but it's not. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> street pricing, I'm like, hmm, really? And I yeah. think they've gone up. A lot, not to get yeah. onto the beauty pie topic, but I was looking at something, a lot of this stuff recently, and I was going, £70 for that moisturiser? No, mm. come on. I mean, yes, it's not going to cost me that, but mm. to take that much of my allowance? No, I'm yeah. not having that, thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's, again, it's one I don't actually think I'd rush to buy it again. Um, I've kind of stopped using it because, like I say, I'm a, I'm a skincare tart and I, I moved on to something else and preferred it. So I've just it, it's in the, the drawer. And as long as it's within the um, shelf, the uh, period after opening, uh, whatever it is, 12 months or something, yeah. I'll use it up. Um, uh, by the way, it's that a time. 50 mil. I just looked it up. Oh, is it 50? OK. Yeah. But even 50 mil, I think 45 pounds is a bit steep, um, especially in comparison to some others. I'm going to interject there. Because I don't like that SPF, which is why Rachel ended up. Why you it. Get it, yeah. um, And it's it really hurt my eyes. Like I applied it, yes, it does. and it made my eyes stream for an. Uh, I'm not going to put a time schedule on it, mm. but it really did. Mm. Um, and I don't think I've had that in an SPF since about the mid 90s. So mm. I don't know what's in there, but my eyes do not agree with it. And I don't have sensitive eyes. You know, mm. I can wear any um, mascara, etc. I don't have my mom's got very sensitive eyes, but I know that I don't. And uh, that one, my face just did not or my eyes did not like weirdly. Um, and I'm going to jump in with I've used the SPF 25 from Beauty Pie. Yeah. And that didn't affect my eyes and I really liked yeah. it. I wouldn't buy it That's again because I like higher SPF. Yeah. But as a product, I really did like it. And it was mm. very good. Maybe um, fine as like a winter I suppose one. if you're looking for like a winter. I try and stick at 30 for winter. Mm. Um, but if you needed to and, you know, if you've got beauty price subscription, it's relatively reasonable for what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the 25 I can recommend, but not the 50. It just hurt mm. my eyes. So another one with Beauty Pie is the tinted SPF. My yeah. issue with it is it's 20. 
Well, so, I had that and I bought it in the wrong colour and I looked terrible in it. And then I've never really got back to buying it in a different colour because I can't remember what colour I did buy. And then I don't want to do the same thing again. I suppose yeah. my order history. And so it's just a bit too hit to miss for me on that anyway. Well, but, yeah. I started using it and I can't remember what shade I've got, but it's obviously one of the lightest ones. Um, and it was absolutely fine. I loved it. I love the fact that it does give a bit of um, sort of colour correcting coverage, if you like, because I get a lot of uh, redness across the centre of my face. Um, and it was a really nice finish. So I could go out wearing that. I probably had done SPF before that but it is the kind of thing that like I say if it was perhaps winter and I was popping to the shop that's the kind of thing that I would rely on quite easily um I've noticed it started to oxidize more recently oh really so I can put it on it looks fine finish my makeup and my skin looks a bit orangey mm. so and I've, I've not had it open longer than I should or anything like that um so I'm that's one that I'm on the fence and I maybe that should have been in my ones I don't like because I was talking about PewDiePie's yeah just add that in um so that's beauty pie ones done um one that um i'm currently using so i've got two open at the moment um and one of them i'm leaning more to more towards actually another one that i've used that i really really liked was glossier i think it was spf 30 though um so again yeah. not really something to wear to the beach but it's completely clear so suitable for all skin tones. Um, it's called Visible Shield, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very thin. It's like literally like a gel, and it it absorbs down to nothing. So it's it sits really nicely under makeup. Um, and I think it's twenty pound for. £30. I think I'm um, I'm sort of slowly in my head building up a Glossier Black Friday list in my head and I think yeah, that one's I, on my to, to try list I, yeah I've got quite a few things from Glossier that I want to I keep adding to a basket and then go no I'll, I'm not I'm just not going to do this right now at this point um, in the year you might as well wait till November right, exactly yeah <laughs> so so the Glossier one I would say is a really really nice one uh yes I would buy it again yes I will buy it again it's just that for a 30 I don't really tend to use that in the summer mm-hmm. um, so much um so two that I'm currently using that I've got open, uh, one is the, uh, so I've got one at the cheaper end and one at the more expensive end, um, the Garnier Ombre Solaire UV Anti-Age Face Protection SPF 50. Um, I'm pretty sure, because there's two, two, two of these that are similar packaging, but one's got a green blue label and one's got a pink label. I think mm-hmm. one of the pink label's got glycerin in it, so it's more suitable for dry skin. Um, and the one that I've got has got hyaluronic acid and niacinamide in it. So um, it's good for dehydrated skin. Um, I really like it. Have you got that one as well? Yeah, I've yes. gone through two this summer. Yeah, That's I've... my only complaint about it is that it doesn't. I have never in my life used up more than one tube of SPF yeah, in summer. Yeah, you said that to me before, actually. Maybe yeah, I've just had too many one. open. That could Maybe. Been, I couldn't, Maybe. genuinely can't remember what I was using mm-hmm. last year or the year before or whatever. But I've gone through two of those this, and I've just finished it. And I thought it's not worth buying again. So I went back to the one I didn't like, which was mm. the Amber Solaire sensitive one. Sensitive, you know? yeah, the one that's a lot It was a bit too gloopy and white cast-ish. But I was like, mm. it's just to finish it like the last yeah. weeks of summer and then I can yeah. switch into the SPF 30 again. So. Yeah, I think I I really, really like this one. Um, and yes, lovely. And £6.50 for 50 mil, I, I'm happy to go through a couple of them during the summer. And in fact, if you're on holiday, I think that would probably be a great one to take away. Um, the the one that I'm using, I'd say, is the one with the um, hyaluronic acid in it. I find that it 
my skin just feels quite nice after you know when I put it on I wouldn't say it completely dries down to being matte or anything like that um mm. you've still got a bit of glow going on on the skin um but yeah I really like it the only problem that I had with it and I, it only happened a few, a few times at the very beginning is I don't know if I got too close to my eyes but not that it irritated my eye but my actual eyelid um my upper lid I yeah it stung for some reason literally okay. zero idea why um I hadn't used anything else that would cause that um but since then it's it's been absolutely fine I just don't put it too close to my eyes um do you not wear SPF over your eyes then I can but for some reason that one it, oh, just, okay. it started to irritate and I or like call something wasn't right I, and I just cannot put my finger on what it was um but it was fine like underneath but not on my lid and I'm okay. not sure not sure what the issue was but yeah so anyway that's one uh, like I said I can't I, I can't say why that was and I can't say that it was an ongoing thing so yeah, basically my general feeling of that one is yes I would buy it again yes I will buy it again mm-hmm. nice and cheap and a good SPF 50 and the other one that I've got open that I'm using at the moment is a brand new one uh, called Evi Technology they're a Swedish brand um, I actually have the I bought the SPF 50 uh, for face and the SPF 30 I think it is for body mm-hmm. my head, I think it's the 30 um now these are uh, more expensive than the um Ambrisolo ones of course um these are tw- for the the face one it's 27 pounds 75 mil I did ask them how many uses you get out of that and they say about 50 to 60 um because you literally need like a golf ball size amount for your face uh face and neck I think it is um for your body I think it's like a golf ball size for like each limb or something well, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that and um, so you're getting the coverage now i i was desperate to try it because i'd seen it on quite a lot of instagrams um and so you know what i'm like when i see something that hyped quite a lot on instagram i have i step back and <laughs> see for a bit and then eventually you know if it's if it's still there i'm like okay i'm gonna get one so i ordered these and um uh, evie bless them sent me the spf 30 for face mm. as well so i actually have the 30 and the 50 um so that'd be great obviously the 30 going into summer but also sometimes if I've not left the house um I might pop the 30 on like in the afternoon um if like I'm taking the dog for a walk or whatever I'll pop it on under some makeup it sits on it, it's it it's kind of I don't know the best way to describe it it's like you've just put moisturizer on you have to give it it's it's weird it's like it's a foam um, yeah I love the idea of, of it yeah it's it's it's, it really is good. Um, and you kind of just put it between your hands, not too much, because obviously essentially all you're then doing is applying SPF to your hands. Um, but you just kind of swipe it a little bit and then apply it. Some people that you see on Instagram sort of get, you know, get it out of the can into the hand and then just chuck it on their face, which is fine. Does it as well. feel like hair mousse? You know, when you use mousse yeah. on your hair, is it like that kind of texture? Yeah, that kind of texture. But what I love about it is, you know, if you used hair mousse, that horrible sticky feeling on your hands. Yeah. There's none of that. And that's what I would kind of, because sometimes when you use any SPF, I find that there is that film on your hands. Um, and, you you know, I immediately have to go and wash my hands. With this stuff, it kind of just disappears. Um, okay. But, yeah, anyway, it, it's it just leaves your skin feeling really nice. It's not heavy. It's not sticky. It does take five to ten minutes to kind of to to do that disappearing act it's kind of you know when you first put it mm-hmm. on um again I wouldn't say it's sticky or anything like that um but you can tell it's there but then it does kind of dry down 
Um, and they do say that if it's still tacky or whatever after the 10 minutes, you might have just put a bit too much on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I it's it's got uh, vitamin C and E in it. So you've got the antioxidants in there. I can use it around my eyes, no problem. But this is the one that I was saying earlier, apparently you can use it on the top of makeup, which uh-huh. given the texture, I'm like, really? Um, I mean, it certainly it seems like that would be a better texture to put on top of makeup than yeah, cream, for example, liquid. because yeah. it's it's air yeah. with it's bubbles, essentially, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah hopefully it shouldn't disturb it too so much. So my assumption would be if I kind of uh, sprayed it onto my hand, swiped it between my hands and then just pressed it, because I think with a lot of SPFs, the, the, the cream ones, the liquid ones, you need to rub them in. Mm. more and I think this might be quite good to kind of pressed in so yeah I'm gonna I might that might be my my uh, bit of research tomorrow is I'll do <laughs> I will do my makeup um and then I'll reapply it I'm not saying that that should be how you apply your SPF by the way SPF is always before your makeup um but as a top up yeah later yeah. on in the day um for me yeah. that product looks amazing mm. I love the concept of it I've seen people on Instagram I'm You'll loving them I am not paying that much for SPF. You'll have to still try it. No, not when you can not when you can buy perfectly good other SPFs. If See, it lasts over makeup and your experiment today goes well, that's the yeah. unique selling point. I would maybe oh, consider it at that. But yeah. if, when I can buy a Garnier 7, 8 pound one yeah. um, and it is also an SPF 50, I don't know yeah. why I'm paying 20 something pound for it. Oh, absolutely. And I, I completely agree. I can completely see why. I mean, even though because it's 75 mil the can so but what that is with what that is uh, competing there with in terms of price point is the body shop because the body shop skin defense is 22 pound for 60 mil mm, yeah. so this is 27 pound for 75 mil so it's easy to look at the body shop and think that's going to be cheaper uh, like for example you know uh, camar cleansing butter is probably cheaper than clinique take the day off that's that's how i kind of view yeah yeah. the body shop in, in price point is that I always see it as being cheaper but actually when you look at mill for mill it's not you know necessarily cheaper so it's you know that's just to bear in mind if you are comparing different yeah. um so with the Glossier one for example that's 20 pounds for 30 mil mm-hmm. and yet the Evie one is 27 pounds for 75 mil well, uh, so, again, you, you can be the guinea pig. You can have 50 to 60 uses or whatever they said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yes, per use, it probably does even out price-wise. Yeah. But yeah, just can't. It's when you see the price tag, isn't it? You, yeah. You just see it. it's an SPF and it's £27. <laughs> you don't weigh up the fact that mill for mill, it's actually more expensive for you to buy the other one, as an example. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I think so far so good. I, I, you know, disclaimer, I've only been using it for a few weeks. Well, a couple of weeks, it might only be two. Um, but I am loving it so far. Um, I like the concept of it. I like the texture of it. Um, yeah, it's weird. But I, yeah, you'll have to try it. You can try my one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, those are the ones that I'm using at the moment um, That and ones that I've liked. Um, so do you want to talk about ones that you've liked? What are you? Yeah. Um, right. My favourite, favourite, favourite of all time was the Centella Green Level unsafe SPF 50 um I don't want to go too much into it because it's kind of old news at the moment but there was an issue with the Centella a while ago where they NC Dakota did some tests and it turned out that their SPF was not as much as they had claimed it was like 19 when they're claiming 50 plus Um, okay I think I remember seeing something about that 
Yeah, there was a whole thing and with labs and they pulled it off the market. Quite a lot of brands that we're using, because obviously these brands, they buy their ingredients from a supplier. And there was an issue with the supplier of certain um, sunscreens. So it wasn't didn't just end up being Centella. That was the issue. Um, I didn't buy any this summer because of that particular issue. Mm. But I would probably buy it next year. I think now the last time I bought it on yesterday, it was £10 for I can't remember what mills. Um, but it was great. It was unscented. It wasn't alcohol. It was no white cast. It was just everything you ever want in a sunscreen. Mm. <laughs> um it was fabulous, but then obviously they had this particular issue. Purito, I think, is the brand that makes it. Um, okay. And yeah, it's just great. Looking at the price now, I actually saw the last time I bought it on Yes Style, mm. and it was ten pound, and now it looks like it's thirty something pound to buy it, which is a bit insane. Oh, but maybe that's just the particular one website I'm looking at I need to yeah. go and properly look yeah. at it more but yeah I wouldn't pay more than say maybe 15 quid if you're talking about um, exchange rate fluctuations and all of that sort of malarkey mm. I love that I took it to South Africa I used it when I was at the beach in South Africa so very high sunshine and I had no sunburn at all so mm. loved it um, my other again talking about Asian sunscreens the Biore, Biore UV Aqua Rich Watery Essence um, that was the blue oh, thing. Yeah. Everyone was yeah, going mental for that for a while. Yeah. Um, that was lovely. It was very alcohol smelling, though. Mm. I didn't irritate my eyes, and it wasn't kind of a perfume smell, but it was very alcohol smelling. Um, I liked it, but I wouldn't buy it again. I'd prefer the Centella for the same price. Yeah. So um, very first sunscreen that I found that I actually really liked. I'd, I'd never tried anything like it before. It didn't break me out, which used to be my issue with sunscreens. It's breaking out. Yes. Yeah. Um, was I bought it at TK Maxx, so God knows how out of date it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Philosophy Take Shelter SPF 50. Um, oh right. It has yeah. since been discontinued, I believe. You can't. I can't find it anywhere. Um, it was lovely though. It was again. It was quite a thin one in um you know one of those pumps that's like a tube but it's got a pump at the top oh yeah 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 i know yeah i know exactly what you, the little like little pump yeah i was yeah, trying to, I was trying to think it, of a, a tube with a pump uh, i'm trying the oh the medicate retinol crystal retinol yes was, it, yeah that's it's a smaller tube than that yeah. but it's like that kind of packaging so it's airless packaging it's lovely yeah. loved it so yeah that i liked now, this one, as I've said to you that I'm not paying a whole lot for your sunscreen, um, I did really like it, and I have purchased it at full price, is the Soleil Toujours SPF 30 Mineral Sunscreen Glow. I forgot about that. Uh, it, it, it's £36 for 100ml. I did look mm. it up. It was, I guess, a bit like what you were thinking of the Beauty Pie glowy sunscreen thing. for. for yeah. But this was obviously... SPF 30 so I think that's slightly higher and mm. yeah if you're going on holiday and you just want that sort of like beach glow for the evening or something or for like late evening you know drinks whatever mm. SPF 50 would be better but SPF 30 this is lovely and it's the way it sort of just evens everything out on your face in terms of any redness you have it was lovely and I, I loved, loved it. it I think and I, I took it to Spain I think yeah confession if you actually read the tin it's not a facial SPF no, it's 
It's for body. That was but a bit confusing, used, wasn't but it? we've all used it on our face. And I know well, exactly why, because it got put in the Caroline Hire and Space NK box. Yeah, the one she did with them clean, clean decoded or something. Yeah, yeah. And we all used it on our face and we all loved it. And yeah. uh, if you actually read the tube, it is full body. But obviously I've used two two things of it up on my face and had no issues. So Yeah. Um, a, another relatively bougie, expensive one that I have tried and really liked is, but I only use it in winter, uh, Niod Survival 30 from Desium. It's £25 for, I think, 30 mils, 30 mils. Bougie, extremely it's just, I know that there are also skincare properties to the Survival series. I use the Survival Zero. I think you've recently posted about it on Instagram, Rachel, haven't you? Yeah, yeah um, I think so. But I like the texture of it for an SPF. And also, I sort of feel like I'm just getting extra skincare benefits. I don't use it because of the skincare benefits. I use it mm. because of the SPF. But I yeah. like that it's also got the extra things, extra Always things in benefit. there. So, yeah, I like that one. But again, it's relatively expensive. So... It's uh, if you have the money, definitely worth the money. If you don't, yeah. you will absolutely live without it. It's not a problem. Yeah. So this one is the ordinary SPF 30. Hang on a minute. I'm <laughs> on the fence on this. I liked it when we when I first got it, but now I've used I've used products that are so much better now that I don't think I like it anymore. But I did like it when I first got it. So I look back at my Instagram and I posted about it, and I was like, yeah, sure, yes, there is 100% a white cast. So um, if you've got anything other than very pale skin, this is going to be a problem for you. But it does dissipate if you just put some makeup on or wait 10 minutes. Mm. Um, I didn't hate it, but now I think if I used it again, having used all the Amber Soleil ones or, mm. you know, all those sort of ones, now that I used it, now. then I, I think I would hate it now. So yeah. that's so I'm sort of on the fence about it. I don't want to say that I lied on my Instagram or anything, because I, <laughs> I did genuinely like it. I think I've just used better products now. Mm. Let's go with that. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I completely... Um, I, I can't agree because or apart from the <laughs> second part of that I didn't like it from the moment I used it it was um like literally the white cast was just horrendous on me um yeah I didn't like it and it's something that um like for I mean it's mineral UV filters isn't it yeah so it's it's going back to this what we're saying about the white cast on the skin and, and flash photography you would a hundred percent flash get flashback from this yeah I mean let's face it you didn't even need a flash photo to see <laughs> To see the white cast. I mean, I'm not even kidding. This stuff was it. Was it Nia? Um, uh, skincare with friends. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Nia. Skincare and friends. Um, she did. Didn't she do a comparison with that on, on her Instagram? Yes, I think she did like a half and half thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's got a very. It's, it's too obvious to just oh I'll put up with it. It's one of those products where you you'd have. To, I don't even know how you'd make it work. You know, if you can't make it work, just if you've got to work that hard rather than yes. making it work then it's not worth it um I did not like it at all so um yeah I, that's definitely on my no I wouldn't buy it again list <laughs> uh the other one that's on my do not buy list or don't like list is the Garnier sensitive advanced face 50 it's the one that sort of looks like the anthelios it was the I'm trying to describe the bottle, but I can't describe the bottle. Is it in a tube or in a bottle? It's in a bottle, not a tube. Yeah, it's like a square, mean. a square Squarish. tube with yeah. like a the spout at the top yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, far too alcoholic for me. Like mm. far too 
uh, and and I believe the and everyone talks about the is it the La Roche Posay and yeah and yes. yeah and I believe that those like that's very comparable and therefore I have never purchased that because yeah. I didn't like the Garnier one so personally I mean I'm I'm in terms of podcast I'd just like to say I'm saying this directly to Jess because I know her preferences <laughs> don't bother trying it however in terms of the podcast what I will say is like we say with everything else just because we it doesn't work for us does not mean it won't work for you the exactly. is a very very respectable brand people love this SPF I personally didn't um it's I think my main issue with it is that it pilled up okay yeah um no matter what I used underneath it um yeah I just no I, I think I it would like be them. one I think it would be a good one for people who hate wearing SPF because it's so light on the yeah. face yeah if that makes it's, sense it's, it it has a similar texture into as far as I'm concerned to the body shop skin defense one yeah so, I, thin, I, watery so again I think all of those would be good for people you know who maybe if you're not the same age as us maybe slightly younger mm. um if, if you grew up in the thicker. 80s and you get that disgusting 80s sun cream <laughs> feeling and that just makes you go, no, thanks. I'd rather use I'd rather get a facelift. Yeah. Um, then these are the sunscreens you should try um, mm. just because we don't like them doesn't mean you won't. Actually, there is a sun cream. I know we've done the ones we like, but there is one I want to add in to ones that mm-hmm. I like. And that's the Helia Care. 360 fluid cream. oh yes um this was a again i've just not repurchased it because i'm trying others um uh, but has been a repurchase i've bought it two or three times um helia care is one that's recommended by a lot of dermatologists um and, and general clinicians as well um you know people who do laser treatment things like that helia care is one of those brands that that is um well respected should we say um yeah I had an issue when I first started using it where I really thought that I was going to go, oh, my God, I've wasted my money. Because I think it's actually similar price to the Evie, if not slightly more. I think it's about £30. Um, so it's not cheap. And I think when you buy something and it pills up or whatever and you don't like it, it's a real gut-wrenching kind of, no. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, 360 Blue Cream and... It's most it's it's kind of more suitable apparently towards drier skin types, which I didn't know when I bought it. Um, but maybe it, I don't know if this was to do with what I was using underneath it, but it suddenly started working. Did I change something at the time? Did I or did you say to me something about am I using enough or too much or not enough? Or it, it, it there was something that I did and I can't remember what because this is a couple of years ago that I first started using it. Mm. Something about it changed uh, obviously not to do with the product but either how I was using it or what I was using underneath or whatever and it's it just started working uh the last one that I definitely did not like I think I actually gave it to you and you didn't like it as well it was the pixie sun mist that's on my don't like list in the spray yes. container um yes. I don't I think it broke me out first of all which is yeah. a, an immediate in the bin or mm. go to Rach in case it doesn't do it the same to her. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like the spray of it. I mean, I have my issues with spray SPFs anyway. Yeah. Um, but if, eventually, because I didn't like the actual way that I sprayed, I was spraying it into my hand and then putting it on my face, just waste not, whatnot. Not. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it broke me out. It was awful. I didn't like it. it Move was, on next. It was weird because the thing is with that one like for example if you if you talk about spf sprays like i've got the garnier spray the, the over makeup spray yeah um, i believe it's an spf 50 um, yeah, and in fairness, well. 
yeah so in fairness just to quickly touch on that is that literally I probably I, I don't know if I over apply or what but I I sort of really spray it to try and make sure I've got a good coverage uh, sometimes with those kind of sprays though you can kind of spray it and then you find there's white bits all over your face but nothing worse than that pixie spray so with the pixie spray it was more like spraying globs of lotion at your face so yeah. where the cans that we're using now are more of a powder spray is how I would describe it mm. the pixie one was like a lotion being splurted at your face um, <laughs> and if you got it in your it's eyes it's just an awful or, mental picture well I know but even if your eyes were closed it stung like anything you know because when you go to you're not going to walk around with your eyes shut for five minutes while it dries um but yeah it was it was not that's probably the only pixie product that I've not liked I love pixie I'm a massive pixie fan not of that the sun spray didn't like it. I think I think when we did the Pixie podcast, you had a look and it's been it's been um, discontinued or it's being reformulated or something. something yeah. yeah. Um, but the other one similar to that that I really didn't like, um, and actually, funnily enough, this disappeared off the website very very quickly. Was the Mac SPF? Do you remember? Oh, it, it was the. The spray thing as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's a bit like Prep and Prime. That was it, Prep and Prime. It was that kind of can, but you shook it um, and then sprayed it like you would the Prep and Prime stuff, but obviously it's got SPF in it. This stuff touched my face and stung like like you would not believe. Not just my eyes, my whole face. And my face does not generally react to stuff. I might come out in the odd spot because I'm using something new. I don't react in, in any kind of sensitivity kind of way. Um, and this was just, I want to swear, that's what I want to do, but I won't. <laughs> I know we have an explicit thing on here, but I don't want to say what I want to say. Yeah. Um, it was not good. Um, and bizarrely, I... Luckily, actually, Rach was the uh, test case on this, because I was going to buy it as well. And I was like, oh, <laughs> see how she does first. And, then, yeah, and, I was like, and she was like, no, 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 no. Okay, no. cool. But anyway, so that was one that I didn't like. And in fact, the Ordinary, the Pixie and the Mac are the three that were on my list as do not like. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure in my life there's been others that I don't like, but... Uh, oh, absolutely. Um... Anything from the 80s, maybe, that, we were, <laughs> that was slapped on as a kid. Yes. Um, no, I mean, generally, that's... I would, like, in more recent terms, things that we would actually look at and review, I think. Yeah, yeah. That probably covers it. But um, So going from a positive to the negative, back to a positive, mm-hmm. what's on your... I want it! <laughs> Well, this has been for several years that I've had this on my list and I've just <laughs> never pulled the trigger and I can't even tell you why, mm. is the Can Make Mermaid Gel SPF 50 oh, yeah. from YesStyle. Um, yeah. The only complaint I've heard people say about this is that it's an extremely small tube and it okay. takes so long to get here from YesStyle so you have to order like five <laughs> because oh, yeah. A, you're going to love it. And B, mm. you're going to want to carry on using it and you don't want to wait another three months for a yes so style. So if we order in December, we might have it for next <laughs> summer. Is this what you're saying? Yeah. So I just, <laughs> while Rachel was talking, I just looked at the price. It's £9 for 40 mils. Um, wow. So that's, that's expensive, but not crazy in terms of you, if you're just buying one. That's that maybe not too bad if, at all. But yeah, again, 40 if... Mil. If, again, you're ordering three or four because, see, I hate ordering mm. three or four products I don't know if I like, but everyone's no, talked about it. So yeah. it's like this weird, which is maybe why I've always had sort of like, oh, no, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I can never pull the trigger. Um, 
Oh, well, if you ever do, I'll try one as well. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I usually order the Laneige lip sleepy masks once a year from mm. Yes Style. Maybe um, do it then. So when I do those, then I'll, I'll <laughs> add this to the order, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, again, it's bougie and it's, you know, one of those brands that... I I don't want to like. We've talked mm. about them on this podcast before. Rachel will probably be able to guess, but uh, the advertising got me. Invisible UV Flawless Poreless Primer SPF 50 from Charlotte Tilbury. Charlotte Tilbury. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting you for the last moment that. to you, say Charlotte Tilbury. You hated saying that, but yes, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Do you know what? You can, you can try it though, Jess, because it doesn't say pillow talk. <laughs> I know, I know it doesn't say pillow talk, so it's okay. Um, it was, uh, I'm sure she's got another thing that she's carrying on about these days. But yeah, no. Do you know what? If you I want mean, to know what this is about, you have to. Was it, <laughs> was it directly about Charlotte Tilbury, our podcast? It was one yes. of our makeup ones in the I'm last pretty sure it was, uh, yeah. series. But yeah, check it out. It was, maybe it was the Urban Decay about. one. Oh, it could have been, yeah. But one of our makeup ones, just listen to them all and then you'll find it but yeah um you will know what we're talking about when it comes to jess's um reservations yeah, about charlotte just, tilbury but i know but it looks good but it, it does looks... in fairness it does it does look good i think i'm gonna have to give in at some point and order it <laughs> i know i am <laughs> you at least have the it's on my kit excuse uh, I, I don't have that. Things do I buy for my kit, and actually, it doesn't even make it to my kit. It goes into my own collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bad for that. Anyway, yes, no, that one. It does look good. Um, it's yeah. about. Um, I think for next summer, if I'm being totally honest, I would maybe do a yes style. So I'd have the Centella one, the um, uh, Purino, the one I was talking about earlier, Purito, mm-hmm. uh, the Can Make. Uh, and then, yeah, that's my next summer for winter this year. I've got a couple of the Nyad Survivor 30s, so I'll be using those. Mm. If I run out, would I, I'm not sure if there's anything else I'd want to try, but I would just see what's, see what's around, go into Boots, see what's around for 30 quid and give that a, uh, yeah. not 30 quid, SPF 30 is what I'm trying to say. Actually, um, that's just reminding me, sorry to jump in. Mm. Clinique, I keep seeing things just keep popping into my head about ones I've used before. Clinique City Block. I yes, I have tried like that 40. before. Yeah. The, uh, the other one like I want to try is, is there's a Clarence one that's 50, Clarence. I think. Yes, I want to try that. But yeah, the one again, little, yeah, they're not like, uh, oh, I'm dying to try no. them. Let's see. No, but I would, I would. They're on the list. In fact, they're quite possibly the kind of thing that I might get like when we eventually go back to duty free. Like, yeah, that's the kind of thing that like the, the the city block, for example, um, hopefully, touch wood, but hopefully in July I'll be going to Italy. That's the kind of thing that I might grab then because those, you know, those brands are in the airport. Mm, mm. So as we know with me and Clinique and Moisture Preserve and my <laughs> addiction to buying it in duty free. Um, yeah, so those are the kind of things that I would buy again. Um, or sorry, the Clinique one I would buy again and I would like to try the Clarins one, but yeah they're not a it's top of my list to try I just would yeah um I do have two do you, sorry do you have any more on your no that's it to try? so there's two one of them I actually have now I just I'm not opening it until I've used up what I've got um which I really struggle with but I'm doing quite well uh, it's the Chantikai please tell me I've pronounced that right <laughs> I think so Chantikai um 
I actually can't remember if it's 30 or 50. How bad is that? 30 or 50. I can't Anyway, it came with the Caroline Hirons kit. Okay, I forgot so, you got that kit. Yeah, so I, I got that kit and that the, the SPF in that is the Chanticleer and it is very bougie, as you say. Um, <laughs> it's, it's something, it's one of those products, um, a little bit like the Kate Somerville, what was the moisturiser we loved and then went, I don't want to like it. We, we had a oh, peptide Kate. The peptide thing. Kate, yes, yeah. where we're like, I, I want to I want to try this, but I really don't want to like it. And <laughs> yes. um, this is kind of the same when you look at the price point. I don't want to like this SPF, but I can't wait to try it because Genuinely, apparently I think it's the dogs ev- what's it. Everything in that box, I think, was a you better hope you don't like that rotary cleansing yeah. oil. You better hope you don't like everything. <laughs> I mean, the good thing with that box, to be fair, is that these are products that I probably, apart from the Medicaid Crescent Globes, I've already got it. I love it. Um, there's a few things kind of in the, in in the middle that are not I wouldn't say affordable in terms of like drugstore affordable, but they're things that for my budget I wouldn't mind purchasing that again kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yes, you you have to bear in mind that there is what 55% discount on the retail price of these products. And the other one I'd like to try, but it does say it's a moisturiser SPF. And um, so again, I don't know how this sits when it comes to SPF value but equally the brand is well respected is Medicaid yeah yeah that SPF is meant to be really good um I'd want to know more about it because let's say the name is it a moisturizer or is it an SPF but then equally the body shop one is a moisturizing lotion yeah but I mean really it's just it's a moisturizing yeah yeah so yeah yeah so yeah that's the, the medicaid and the chance are the two that are on my to try list i don't think there was anything else spf related that i wanted to chat about really i mean we could go into a whole episode of the things her mum and dad did wrong like wearing baby oil instead of oh god SPF yeah yeah in the 80s slash 70s slash 60s slash 50s yeah my dad's slash- got skin cancer slash <laughs> yeah my dad regularly has moles cut out of him because they are cancerous he's not got cancer but he just has them cut out all the time my mom has the same he grew up as a beach uh, a lifesaver on the beach in the 60s though so that was always going to happen um yeah and i mean rule of the day is please wear spf we're asking really nicely Let's go with that's that. the key we're asking nicely and if we ask nicely <laughs> so like I say to my kids you know if you ask me nicely <laughs> I'm more I, might, inclined I, I to. might do it yeah. yeah 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 rather than can you take me to football tonight if you say oh mum could you take me to football? me and my six friends to football because I'm, you know. <laughs> in your two-seater car no, Rachel yeah. doesn't have a two-seater car but yes that's the sort of thing that your kid would ask if you had a two-seater car <laughs> <laughs> yeah Definitely. It feels like that's how many friends he asked me to take anyway. <laughs> Gosh. Brilliant. Um, so I think that's all from us this week. Uh, we're going to do some interesting episodes the last two. Ep- so we've now finished our skincare routine as such through this mm. process. And we've got some ideas for the last two episodes of the season, which we will hopefully be putting into play sometime before the end of the year. Yeah. Maybe. Because we're really bad. How many times have we planned to do this podcast recording, Rach? At least three, at least, Uh, if not more. And yeah, so we've actually finally done it. Yay, us. We've had a few new listeners over the time that we've obviously not been 
recording and releasing podcast. So if you're new here and this is the first episode you're listening to, or you just recently joined us and think, oh my God, they actually have a new episode. Welcome and thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and there's plenty of episodes to go back and catch up on as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.